from playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Welcome inside episode 23 of On the Board. My name is Colby McKee. Across from me, Lance Dahl. I got a squeaky chair. Can you hear it? Well, you almost finished your water break there, too. Yeah. Welcome. Can you well, we also, chair? I do hear your chair. Yeah. Uh, we also have another guest in studio Yay! making his inaugural appearance. Yeah. Corey Bacoskis. Welcome aboard, Corey. Yeah, applause. My chair is great. Corey Bacoskis, everybody. Yeah. Wow. Living legend. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Corey. You work for the Tigers, that's right? Yeah, yeah. I've been working for the Tigers just a little over a year now. Started uh, before the home opener last season. Yeah. Excellent. Wow. The, uh, again. Yeah, that's wow. great. Uh, I do have one question for you. So your mm. brother is obviously known for his hair. Uh-huh. I mean, you got no slouch of head of hair as well. You have nice hair. <laughs> what What are you known for? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Right off the hop. That is a tough one. Nice, <laughs> you've gotten to know me yeah, a little bit. Over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome, Corey. Yeah, welcome. Okay. All so right. let's uh, move on. <laughs> people, some people say my dreamy eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, you have nice eyes. I yeah. don't see it. There yeah. you go. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, Corey's brother is Kyle Bukowskis yes. of uh, Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. So yes. there's the reference there. Uh, Big yes. time stuff. Now, he, you're, he now you'll know. He we does got have a, the hair. We got a yes. bunch of stuff to talk about, boys. Okay, go. Let's start locally, Missing at Tigers, something that uh, Corey is well versed in. The Tigers had a great weekend. 2-0, took down Red Deer in a shootout on Friday night, and then came back home after a month away from Canalta Center mm-hmm. and played a damn good game against the Oil Kings. Yeah, five like, one defeat. The Friday game was almost better though, wasn't it? Like from like a game perspective, for sure. Yeah, because weren't they getting outshot like twenty six thirteen after two, and then they somehow got it to overtime, and then somehow won in a shootout. Yeah, well, I talked to Joe a little bit. Uh, Joe Fraser, the assistant coach, he'd come up to the office for a little bit, and he just said the first two periods were probably the worst hockey they've played Good. Um, all season. Good. But <laughs> um, I think they lucked out that you know Red Deer is young, and and you know they're not exactly the strongest team no. in the Central this year, and uh, they were able to come back in the third, and you know they they are deadly in the shootout. Yeah, well, because they were they were down to the final shooter. If I read that right, because Sillinger yeah. had to score to keep it going, then he scored. Yeah. Red then, Deer Dew scored first, yeah. right off the hop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Brinkman finished it, but yeah. Bjorkman kept them in the game, though. He like, did. Uh, you, you talked about the, the terrible first two periods. Uh, to keep him in in the third and then overtime and shootout, it's a good win for Bjorkman because up to that point, he was kind of coasting through a lot of, you know, he was a great goalie, obviously, but uh, his stats were upper echelon and yeah. kind of came down to earth a little bit more. Yeah, back down to like a two and a half goals against. So if that's down to earth for sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> same percentage is like nine sixteen. So no, not really. Like that's still incredible. But no, it was, I mean you can't ask for much more coming out of the BC trip and then go right into uh, winning a back to back against two division teams. Like that's it's about as good as it gets, really. Yeah, and Garen starting the first of the the back to back. I don't think we saw much of that no. last year. That you know whether you think. Hall, it was the the starter last year, and Mads was the backup, and then it switched somewhere during the season. It wasn't usually the backup starting the first half, so a little bit of creativity from Willie, and, it, and I think it paid off. Yeah, yeah. And what's wild now is like the the Tigers lead the entire WHL in goals for, like by a lot. Crazy. Like they have eighty eight goals. The next closest is eighty. Like they're they're scoring at a ridiculous clip. So it's like if they're goaltending, because let's face it, Mads hasn't been that great outside of uh, Saturday mm-hmm. against Edmonton, where he was. Like, quite stellar. He was stellar, yeah. But that was his first good start in seven appearances. So it's like if if Mads gets going, and Garing can just keep doing what he's been so far this season, like if they can figure out the goaltending, my God, 
they lock that shit down. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, like their team could be like sneaky, sneaky good. A little bit like the Vancouver Giants last year, their mm-hmm. minor and 10 deck uh, duo. Yeah, I think Bjorklund has kind of been a little bit slept on this year. He's a great goalie, um, not being in the league as a 16-year-old. I think a lot of scouts and, and if you look at his his load of work in the WHL, they're like, oh, okay, well, a 17-year-old, you might have some rough patches, but he is one good goal. Yeah. I think he's one of the best 17-year-olds in the, 17-year-old goalies in the CHL, um, and I think he's just going to grow his draft, you know, This chair's so squeaky. You can hear that. Chair very squeaky. <laughs> uh, we talked about young guys, both like goaltending-wise and up front with Corson Hopwell and, or Hopwell, excuse mm-hmm. me, and Nick McCary. Uh, they had both great weekends. Hopwell in particular, three goals over the weekend. He's been on fire in November. Yeah, he's got like five points in his last five, last five games. All of his even. goals on the year have come in November. Mm-hmm. He has like <laughs> six career goals in 70-plus games prior to this season. Like he's he's been really meshing with Hamlin there on the top line. But they played together last year. They like, did so for a that was bit. the That was the line last year was the exact same one they have now with Hoppel, Hamlin, and Perzuzo. Because mm-hmm. they ran that out a lot last season. And I don't know if it's just maybe because they're familiar with one another just puck luck whatever it might have been but like between that line 25 points combined in the last five games now Hamlin has 12 of those because well he's ridiculous what else does he do like like Hamlin might be like top three players in the league this year Mm -hmm. he could easily make a case for MVP early on like I mean Cousins is there yeah they got a duo in the Lethbridge there that import guy I can't even say his last name oh yeah Oliver Ocular yeah okay there you go because he's got a bunch of goals too yeah him and Cousins have been tearing it up on that first line but like that line is ridiculous yeah well yeah like you said <clears throat> sorry uh, Hopwell um, he they st- he was on that first line with Prez and, and Jimmy to end last season um, and I think they started out the first couple games this year the same and, and just it wasn't meshing yeah um, you know they weren't there point wise and Brinkman jumped up to that top line and that worked out for a little bit but um, I think putting Brinkman down on that third line with whether it be Lochner, Brown, or McCary, that just adds so much skill to that line. And then if Hopwell and uh, Hamblin and Brez, they can keep that going on that first line, which they have been. They've been playing top yeah. lines, and, and they've been outscoring um, whoever's on the other side. So it, I think what they've got going right now in their top nine is is going well. And Brinkman's got to get going sometime, though, here, right? Like, he's close. Mm-hmm. Like, you watch him, he, he's got to be very close. Like, he doesn't seem he's far off anymore. Like, no. early in the season, he looked a little bit lost, looked a little bit uncomfortable, and he, he's starting to find, like, you're starting to see him around the puck more. Like, yeah. he, he's got to be, like, if he can take the next step and he can almost elevate the third line, because you have two really strong ones right now. Like, whatever line Hamlin's on, he's carrying. Yeah. And then their second line with Kemp, Shazowski, and Sillinger, well, they're all over a point per game. And so, like, that line's fine. But if you can get... Like, Lochner started the season well to kind of help push the third line along. Brown's been there. Um, but if Brinkman can kind of elevate a little bit more, like, my God, like, then you have three lines that you can just absolutely punish teams with. All about consistency, right? And yeah, like yeah, 100%. So the, the lower lines have been inconsistent, but that's what to expect. Like, you don't expect those guys to carry your team. Otherwise, you'd have four top lines, right? That's true. And... Uh, that's kind of what makes great teams is their consistency That's overall uh, 72 game series. Yeah, you, you got to focus on, the, you know, what's their focus as a third and fourth line? Yep. Is it to score goals or is it just to get the puck out, keep the puck out of the net, you know, generate some, some you know, momentum going in for those couple top lines? Um, I think, you know, the bottom six has, has been good. Yeah. You know, not 
bat uh, for the first quarter of the season. Yeah. Quarter of the season, yeah. Well, and even like like Daniel Baker has like 14 points already. <laughs> yeah, from the back end there. Like looks crazy. Looks like a Norris candidate. Like, <laughs> my God. Quenville 2.0. Yeah. Seriously, well, like, I mean, when the season started, no one knew what kind of production. We, we thought it was going to be zero produ- like production from the back end. We were very nervous. Like the fact that Baker has 14 points already might exceed my expectations for his entire season. Yeah. Like, and that's no slight to him, but it's just like, we no one thought there was going to be any kind of offense coming from from the blue line. So to have him, and I mean Longo's chipped in with a couple goals. Like he's in the same air and talking about Baker as right now, points wise, is Kalen Addison out of yeah. Lethbridge. Like, and he's known for his offensive talent. First yeah, round draft pick, like it's it? crazy. Yeah, or second round pick. Yeah, it's great start for Baker and the whole D crew. And I think uh, a lot of it just has to do with the change of philosophy. Is like, yeah. is Daniel Baker really that much better? He's a great defenseman, but is he that much better than last year? A little bit, yeah. But you he see did where his score goal... from the red line. Yeah, he <laughs> is a sniper. But exactly, you see where his goals come from. There's yeah. the one from the red line, but there's a lot of just get the shot on net from the blue line, and you know the goalie screen and it gets in. And then also, I saw one of his goals in Kelowna. He's he's jumping up on the rush, and he's he's the third guy there. Yeah. Drop it back to him. He's got the wide open net. You would have never seen that no. um, last year. And from a lot of the defensemen, and he skates a lot better than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Like he can actually, like he moves very well. Like, like almost in the sense that I didn't understand how fast McPherson was last year until they did the skills comp, and he was the fastest guy on the ice. Like that, I didn't understand how quick that he was. Blows he, my mind. Like yeah. he doesn't look that fast, right? When you no. saw him last year, but like yeah. Baker kind of looks the same way. It's 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 weird to think, but uh, big week, I guess. Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, three home games. Yeah, good to see the boys back now yeah. uh, after, like I said, a month-long absence of, with all various events going on at the Canalta Center. So uh, get your tickets, Ticketmaster.ca, online at the, uh, the box office as well. So uh, just quickly, I mean, we talked about Hamlin carrying his own line. He's carrying this team partly in terms of, like, he's first in the league in scoring, third in goals. He's been an absolute dynamite uh, up front. And uh, we mentioned Sogard as well. Great weekend, 31 saves on Saturday night against a very tough Oil Kings team. So that's uh, nothing to slouch at as well. Two for 12 on the power play, though, over the weekend. We mentioned how the power play isn't... We also... Oh, sorry. We mentioned that the penalty kill yeah, the penalty kill's been has not been not above average. But any questions for concern about the power play going two for 12? No. No, I don't think no, so. No, because they had eight power plays against Edmonton. And it was all in the third period when it was a five on three and they just kept passing the puck to Hamlin to try and get him three. And then when the second unit came on, it was just passing the puck to Hoppo to try and get him three. Yeah. Like, I mean, if they wanted to, they had a couple looks that they could have put on and they were just, they kept passing back. They were trying to find a hat trick. So now, I mean, their, their power play is still, I think somewhere over 25%. So they're, they're more than fine. Yeah. And I th- we didn't have Sillinger for, what, two weeks there. Mm-hmm. Chiz wasn't there on Friday. Mm-hmm. Saturday was the first game we've had our actual top five um, on that uh, first power play unit. And you're going to have growing pains. They haven't been together for weeks. So, yeah. yeah. Almost a more concerning thing was when they gave up a 2 on 0 shorthanded the other way. Wow. That was a problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's been a little bit of a problem, a little bit of a growing pains for that, uh, that top unit because they are five forwards. Yeah. They kind of got to figure out that Hey, when when they get the puck, it's it's Brown and Hamblin that are on defense right now. So um, they've been making it work. I think the the positives far outweigh the negatives right now. They were scoring so much in the first uh, third of this season. Um, they just gotta you know figure out what to do when when they don't have the puck. Yeah. One thing we can ask, I guess, you Corey, outsider looking in that that five four power play. What's your thoughts on that? And like you mentioned, it it's 
positives outweigh the negatives in that situation or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we were losing Linus Nassen from last year and even Dylan McPherson. Um, you know, coming into this year, our our top four returning guys that on, on defense, they, they weren't necessarily offensive-minded defensemen. You know, now I guess Daniel Baker could be thrown into that mix, but he's doing good on the second power play unit. But definitely coming into the season, it was, you know, we our five best players to put on a power play are um, at forward. And, and you just talk about how great James Hamlin has been. You know, we can trust him on, on defense. He can quarterback that power play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's worked, so there's been no reason to to not go with it. Yeah. Yeah. One tweet I want to get to uh, from Ryan McCracken who covers the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, following last night's games, two teams are tied for the most wins in the WHL at 14. True. One coached by Willie Desjardins, True. the Tigers, and one coached by Sean Clouston, Kamloops Blazers. 14 wins apiece for those two teams. Yeah. So, I mean, both are great coaches. And uh, I mean, to be fair, Kamloops is ranked number five when the season started by the CHL. So, okay. Put that out there. Yeah. Don't, didn't see the Tigers on any list. No, that's for sure. But to also give credit, this is kind of the team that Clouston built. So give credit the other way, too. Both sides as well. Yeah. yeah. That's one quick thing I wanted to get to. All right, NHL boys, let's get to that. You got it, Colbs. Let's, let's do, do it. it. You got it, Colby. <laughs> do it. We're on the same page hey, with Corey. got it. Uh, Don Cherry, you guys want to get into the Don Cherry incident a little bit? Not really. No? You don't want to have any opinions uh, on that? I will. Okay. I don't want to, but I'm going to. That's fine. If we want to just bypass it, it's no whole different issue. No, it's outside okay, of whiny. What do you want to talk about? It. No, it's it's fine. What do you, what do you want to do with it? Well, do you agree with the comments? Do you agree with them being fired? Yes, because if you're going to go out and you're going to say something that the company that's slogan is United by Sport doesn't agree with, well, good point. Like you're you're signing yourself up for it. It is. It's like they they made the change year, a couple years ago, not even to go with the the tagline United by Sport, and mm-hmm. as soon as you mention. Mississauga and downtown Toronto where a quick Google search will tell you over 50% of them are not white and then you want to go and say you people it's like you know what you're doing and when you watch the clip you see him start talking about the point about wearing the poppies and if anyone thinks he got fired because he mentioned people should wear poppies you're missing the point 100% you it's over your head and you don't know what you're talking about but it's like Mm -hmm. he targets immigrants in it because you can see he hesitates he stumbles for about two seconds pivots looks dead in the camera and gets into it you people yeah and it's like you know what like if that's your opinion that's fine but you're not free from uh, consequence like you have freedom of speech but if the company doesn't agree with you and then they give you the opportunity the next day to walk it back and you say no Mm -hmm. you've made your bed dude yeah, and the power of the comments aside, like just you know, we're we're getting into this industry, right? If if you know, a lot of people aren't in this industry. A lot of people on the social medias, yeah. they're not in this industry. They don't really understand it. Like you can just you can't say that <laughs> no. in in this generation. Like you're told, like you just um, you know you can't go one way or the other. You know you you can't say that type of thing on the air and you know not apologize for it or take it back. Right. Like how many times. Like whenever something, and I'm sure Corey, it's similar for you, but for like Colby and I, like something, a story will come out and we're all told no matter what, like social, even like when it comes to social media, don't put anything controversial out. Don't, even if your opinion is your opinion, you can have it. But there's no civil conversation in 2019 online. There's no point in that. No. And so it's like when you go onto any airwaves that is run by a company you need to somewhat 
fall in line. And that's just simply because their job is to make money and keep people watching. And it's like, if you give people a reason not to watch for whatever you might have said, and I get we're in Southern Alberta. There's a lot of people that honestly agree with what he said. And don't, under, don't think he should have been fired. I, I'm probably, I may take a little bit of heat for this because I know there's a lot of people who completely disagree with me. Right. But it's like, like, listen, that's, you just can't do that. And like you said, Corey, like being in the industry, we understand how bad of a look that is, how you just can't do it. Like, we, we all get that you just can't say it. Of all the things he said in years past, this is the one that brought him down. But even then, I hear that argument too. And it's like, but that wasn't in 2019. True. Like, we're in a completely different world than we were 20 years ago. Like, you know what I mean? And then and then people were started talking about, oh, well, look at Justin Trudeau and look what he did. I'm like, that was also 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what people need to realize is that what the political climate and what the climate is now of the things you say it is so different now than it was even 10 years ago and with things like twitter and facebook instagram snapchat the social media where we live in you can't say that and so it, the reason why i don't want to bring it up because it, it drives me nuts yeah because it's just like like there's so many people who get on a soapbox on twitter and want to bitch about it yet you don't really understand it but like us three sitting in here i don't think we any of us can dispute that we know he was he fucked up big time yeah like, Very we wrong. can't say he was right in it. He knew exactly what he was saying. Right. He could have worded it any which way. He chose not to. He did stutter, and he went for it. And, and then he had the option the next day to bring exactly. it back. Exactly. Because we saw the tweet come out from Ron McLean apologizing. I'm guaranteeing that they were in a room together and had this conversation. Yeah, why did it take everybody, Sportsnet, Ron... But we didn't hear from Don until the Toronto Star did an interview with him the next yeah. day. Well, That was the first... I don't know. It's just like, to, to me, it's like it's a week later and now he's coming out and saying, well, I should have said everybody and not you people. It's like, you're saying that because it took you seven days to catch up to what we all thought you should have been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and he, like, I, I get it. People say things and when it's live, it can get misconstrued the wrong way. And you have an idea in your head of how you want it to sound and then it comes out and doesn't sound right. Yeah. I get that. But my God, like, like when you have the option to walk it back and you don't, like you've made your bed, dude. Yeah, he tried to walk it back, what, days later? He tried to say, oh, yeah. this meant everybody. Yeah, no, I'm willing to bet. I obviously wouldn't know this, but I'm willing to bet that Sportsnet, with the amount of sponsorship, you know, Budweiser, the amount of viewership of the uh, Coach's Corner, I'm willing to bet there was a meeting, whether mm-hmm. that night or the next day, saying, hey, um, either next Saturday we're taking that back, we're apologizing, or even Sunday when they did hometown hockey with Ron McLean. Yeah. Um, it's, hey, we're walking this back, Don, or bye. Well, and yeah, and I'm it's guessing like, he didn't do it. I'm guessing he was like, "No, I'm going to stand by it." Yeah, and I'm I'm f- of the complete mindset that Rogers has people that are on their staff to deal with situations like this, and I guarantee they were in a room with him as well, mm-hmm. and said, "Here's how we can frame it to kind of change the opinion, try to frame it differently." Mm-hmm. And he said, "We no. are professionals." Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what and they are. So it's like. To me, it's over and done with. And if you've ever really watched Coach's Corner in the past five years, are you getting any content out of it anyway? So who cares? Not really. Like, no one watches it because it's good content. Like, you're not watching it to because you think, like... No, you're seeing Don he's not, he's not yell about the Leafs down. defense, <laughs> yeah. lack of power play, and the Europeans that he hates. Yeah, that's, like That's all it is. He's not going to break down a, a play or a game or give you, like, insight. At this point, it's just... 
It's seeing an old 85-year-old man yell yeah. at the TV screen. Yeah, it's a little entertainment in the intermission while you watch Cody Cece give the puck away 20 <laughs> times a game. 100%, that's what it is. Yeah. Any uh, any thoughts on McLean's comments uh, last night on Hockey Night? He kind of stepped in in the first intermission. I've seen a lot of people, you know, appreciate the, the candor and, you know, the interaction that he did with that five minutes on air. But I also seen a lot of people saying that he was, uh, you know, a pro chair. He didn't really apologize per se. I don't, he doesn't have nothing to, Sorry, I shouldn't say that. He does have things to apologize for in the way that he kind of threw mm. the thumbs up and the way he reacted to Don's comments. But uh, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, to me, like the thumbs up is whatever because from the TV side, and again, a lot of people aren't going to understand this until you get into it, but it's like his job was to get to the uh, like the Don piece at the very end, right? Like that was his the job. The Ridge stuff. Yeah. yeah. He had to get to the cemetery. And so when Ron, or when Don just kind of goes on his own fucking tangent, Ron's like, okay, well, my job is to get us to the Viz. So I just need to get us there. Yeah. And they, so he gave a thumbs up. It was just almost his cue of saying, I have nothing to say. Like, let's just roll it. Yeah. And there might've been somebody in his ear. He might've been right. just, yeah, his mind might've been on that. You know, I don't want to give him the benefit out of the doubt on on that one because you are supposed to be present you know when yeah, you're giving even true. when you're giving interviews you're listening to what you can add on to um yeah but he you know in the other cases over the past couple of decades you know it, if don said something that's been a bit crossed the line ron's been there to say hey whoa whoa whoa, whoa yeah that's not good so yeah but my biggest I thing is i that feel like he was just caught off guard maybe yeah my i like i'm convinced personally that he wanted the focus to be on Remembrance Day. Mm-hmm. And he had the understanding, like, it's not Ron's first egg and spoon race. He's been around a time or two. He knows what's going on. <laughs> That's a good and so, Well, <laughs> it is a good one. I, I like that one. You should use it more. <laughs> not his first egg and spoon race. So, like, he knows that where he wants the focus to be. And I, I, I mean, you're probably right. We can't, you can't take him off the hook, but you also can't expect... Ron right then and there to have a 10 minute ethical talk with Don no. about what he said that's right? a good point yeah. like because then everything gets scrapped and so it's like I mean I, I, I'm just convinced he had nothing to say he probably caught off guard and he was just like okay let's move on let's go <laughs> like one of those things Don Cherry thumbs up boom let's yeah. go no I agree with all that and I don't know about anybody else like I did when I first saw the video, it, it, I watched it over a couple of times to get, you know, okay, what words did he actually say? What meaning was put on, mm-hmm. you know, what word? You know, it it was it was something like slight, you know, mm-hmm. um, just saying you people, you know. Um, if you read a script, it, it you know, if you just read word for word, it, yeah. you might not have got the same meaning. You got to put, you know, understand the meaning um, of what Don's saying. So, you know, maybe Ron just didn't pick up on it right away. It was live, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. had the the ability to rewind and that's what he talked about right like on that on that last on last night's piece is that you know uh the instant feedback instant gratification or you know shitting on was twitter and they called him on it right away yeah and the fact that he he came on hometown hockey on last sunday and addressed it even then uh just yeah spoke the volumes to that as well so like even if don doesn't mention mississauga and downtown toronto Probably don't have a story, and Don probably still has his job. Yep. Honestly. All about wording, right? 100%. Uh, okay, we'll get to the actual hockey on the ice. Please. Matt Calvert. Did you so guys see this injury last night? Uh, yeah. Took a shot to the head of Oof. Patterson's slap shot. Mm-hmm. Stayed on the ice, bloodied. Puck, uh, the play didn't stop, and the Canucks scored on the delay 
whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Delayed injury. Right. Uh, and the delayed, that's a good way of putting it. The, the delayed injury. It the was. Avs were obviously livid. Was it, is it Eric Johnson? Jack Johnson? One Eric. of the Johnson. Eric's Jack's the one that's got bankruptcy problems still, I think, right? <laughs> Didn't his parents take all his money in Columbus? Is that the one? Oh, yeah, that yeah. was Jack Johnson. He, First overall pick, He filed Jack for Johnson? bankruptcy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because his parents took all his money. Anyway. Bad parents. Eric's in Colorado. Eric's yes. in Colorado. Also a high draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. Probably. Uh, he lost his mind, yeah. called it a fucking joke, yeah. and laid into him. And then McKinnon was obviously pissed. As soon as the play was over, went over to the refs. That sequence of event obviously led to them going to overtime, which McKinnon ended it like 30 seconds in, beast mode, right yeah. down the wing, and scored. Um yeah, any thoughts on this injury? Like, it looked bad, and should the play have been stopped? It should have been, no? Go on, Corey. I think so, yeah. Yeah? It, no matter well, who it is. In li- it shouldn't have, because that's not in the rule book. Right. They have to get possession. But Unless it's a and, serious injury. There's also the amendment in there if it's a serious... Because he was leaking, right? He was leaking he was a leaking, lot, right? But it wasn't... I, I saw the clip. I didn't see blood on the ice. You I'll put the like cover in his he face. Was leaking, so, I think. Yeah, but I didn't see blood on the ice. Right. So, I, as a linesman or a ref, you didn't see where the puck. You just see him puck, right? buried his head. Yeah. Not moving. But yes, you're right. Like yeah. it's not in the rule book technically. Yeah. No. So they shouldn't have blown it down, but they should definitely make you know think about it at the next uh, the meetings. Yeah. Um, yeah. It 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 comes down to player safety. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, what are the chances that the puck goes back to the point and he wears another one while he's down, right? Mm-hmm. And also, you know, what if he's he's got facial fractures and the play goes on for two minutes? And, yeah. you know, he just keeps bleeding out and, you know, things could get worse. Mm-hmm. You know, I just... Um, Zach Wierenski on Twitter wasn't... I saw one of his tweets today. He just wasn't in, agree, in agreement. He, he said that play has to be blown down um, for player safety reasons. And... Yeah, I, I get exactly. How do you tell? Like blood is, is something that you can see, but if you right. if you break a leg, you know how can you tell that he's actually broken a leg? Because you can fake a broken leg on the ice and then be fine when you get off, right? It, it's it's definitely a gray area rule. That's like the only barometer, right? Because as as a ref or a linesman watching that play in real time, you have no idea it hits him in the face. You have no clue. Like it could have hit him anywhere from the face to like the elbow. Yeah. The way that he was laying. And like you said, it, yeah, you couldn't see blood right away. It wasn't until no. he was getting carted off. Definitely when he had his, his his hands covering his face and he was down, you couldn't see blood yeah. uh, right away. And so it's like if I, I, I'm 100% on board with it being player safety, but that's where, like in real time, there's no way we can expect a linesman or a ref to pick that up and see it because... Like, there's a lot of times where a play like that will happen. A dude takes a stinger in the foot and is on the ice for the same amount of time. But do you cover your face? But the, the point is laying on the ice. That's the, different, the, though. The point is the serious injury. He could have been, but we didn't see that he was holding his face. He was just buckled over. No, he was laying face down on the ice. Yeah, but how many guys get hurt and don't lay face down on the ice, Colby? Like but guys if it who doesn't affect hurt, their face, why would they lay face down on the ice and cover in their face? Because guys who get hurt go into the exact same turtle position that he was in. I don't consider that a turtle. I consider well, that no, a he full was, out sprawl. Okay, well, you can argue semantics yeah. all you okay. want. It's, so do you think that the rule should be changed at all? I think that there should be somebody that, for plays like that, there's like it just gets replayed back and then you can go into the ref's ear. Because the ref can't know. Okay. And then all, if you change the rule to like any time a guy's down on the ice, that's the thing. Though. Everything gets blown down. Right. If they're saying if that was Sidney Crosby, sure. But that's the part of the rule is if it's 
you know, that certain type of player. Yeah. McKinnon I, said if it was LeBron James, let's just say, like right. they would have blown it for sure. But because it's Matt Calvert, on I think it was on a penalty kill. I'm not even sure. I don't know that they would have blown it. I genuinely don't. Because that play plays like that happen so often. And you saw Calvert trying to get up. That's when I thought it was going to get blown down. Is when Calvert tries to get up and then get goes back down again. Because he steps up and then basically crumbles. Yeah. And when the crumbling happened was like a second before they scored. Right. I thought they gave it as much time, time as they needed to as they could have. It just put the Avs in such a bad spot, which obviously right. I mean, it's but, not the only reason why the game went to overtime. There's no. obviously another goal that caused that, but uh it definitely didn't help things. Yeah. Like something needs to be done, obviously. Yeah. But it's just like to to say that anytime someone takes a block shot and lays on the ice that we blow it down. Well, fuck. Everyone who blocks a shot is just going to lay on the ice and get yeah. a whistle. No, I get that. So like, if you look at from Colorado's uh, perspective. Are you mm-hmm. mad that you got scored on? Or are you mad that Calvert had to lay on the ice for an extra minute before he could get Probably off? Probably laying on the ice. Probably well, laying on the ice. Because it wasn't a minute, right? Right. It, it, was, no, it, was, it, was, about, it was like 15 seconds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, and okay. again, like probably about 10 seconds in was when he tried to get up and buckled again. That's what I, again, that's what I thought the whistle was going to come, but then Vancouver literally scored right after. So like, I don't know what they, because no one really said on their end what they're pissed off about. Like, I guess right. I guess in Corey's case though, like they're they're pissed that it caused the goal. I guess in that situation, right? So then it's well, almost yeah, like do you give a shit about the player that too. But yeah, then it's like do you give a shit about the player safety or do you 100%. give a shit about you getting scored on? It's a great question. Yeah, no, it is a great question. But like I don't, unless you guys have heard anything different, I haven't heard anything that makes me think one way or the other. I think from like Johnson's comments and McKinnon's that I've seen, I think it's it's player safety they're mad about. Right. Which it should be. Like, it should be. Again, we're not going to sit here and say that that's like a good thing to happen where a guy lays on the ice for 10 seconds after he took a puck to the head. No. Like no one thinks that's a good idea. But I just don't know how, how do you fix that. Yeah. You know? And it's just Vancouver had possession. Because I mean, if he blocks that shot and it goes into Vancouver's end, it's probably getting blown down. Absolutely. 100%. It's because Vancouver now has the puck. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want to give you, up possession. If you blow it down, that game's not going to overtime. Right. Yeah. Vancouver's and, not getting a point. Even if you go the other way, like even if they just blow it down right away, how pissed is Vancouver? Yeah. Like their immediate reaction is what the hell? Yeah. Because like guys block shots all the time and until they see the bloody get hurt and get nicked up. Yeah. 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 But it's like in the moment, they're like, well, what? And I would be the same way. It sounds shitty, but (laughs) anyone who's played sport, like if you're on Vancouver, if you're on the ice for that, you're like, what the fuck? Why are you blowing it down? Yeah. Like (laughs) we have possession. We'd be pissed. Yeah, and yeah. then you see Calvert is all messed up, and that changes really quick, right? Totally. But yeah, I don't, I don't know it's how tough. Like, I just don't know how many people saw that he was all like as in bad as shape as he was until after he got up. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, the way he reacted was pretty obvious. But that's just me. I think the one thing mm-hmm. that scares me, I I can't even remember how long ago this was, but I remember. It was, it was like it was PK Subban and Mark Stone. I forget who slashed who, mm-hmm. but one, uh, I th- one of the guys slashed him, and I think it was in the playoffs. But anyway, the guy acted like he had a broken hand, and the other guy got kicked out, and then, but it was it was no broken hand, and he was playing right. regular shifts. Oh boy, God, I, can't I wish I remember that either. better, but I I just remember th- having a feeling from that. I'm like, this is a big deal because Back in for Montreal, situations Ottawa like this, days, you're thinking, or yeah, 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 I'm like for situations like this, like you know, 
you can fake an injury so easily. Like who would, you know, it sounds terrible, but you know, I'd fake an injury to, to get, to get the puck a out of, to get a puck out of our plate. You know, Vancouver's hem- got us hemmed in our own zone. Let's, you know, stop. I'll yell a little especially bit. Especially when you're shorthanded. Yeah. Like it sounds shitty, but so many guys would do it. And so it's like, like the refs, I'm sure were looking at him and couldn't tell. Could the and ref like go up to him? Maybe I guess if I mean, this is like a broken leg or something, you wouldn't be able then. to tell. Yeah, the yeah ref, he was right center. I don't yeah, know. But. No one can get in there. The closest one would have been the linesman, but they're all kind of they all got stay in their spots and unless you blow the yeah. spot dead. Yeah, yeah, and I, to me, it didn't look egregious enough to the point where it's like you had to blow it down right away. But if it was, would like if he was gloves are off and he's he's that's the thing yeah exactly because yeah i remember more what, animation to it yeah would they, would they blow it down then if, if gloves Vancouver and had stick like, go flying and i'm convinced they didn't see he was bleeding no but it, no no if, but if gloves and stick go flying the action of it yeah like maybe think yeah. about zach yeah. Wierenski getting hit in the face exactly and, you know, his maybe gloves go flying yeah he, well you, probably because just because that draws you see that with high sticking even if Vancouver has the possession, they're going to score 10 seconds later. Probably, right? Okay. Yeah. Very gray area. Yeah. Very gray area. But I, and I think, but you, you see that a lot just in everyday high-sticking calls. If a guy gets high-sticking and doesn't make a motion, it might go undetected. As soon yeah. as he snaps his head back, you're probably guaranteed a penalty, right? It helps It helps the ref see it because, let's face it, they got a lot going on. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, to me, it wasn't, to the point where it had to be blown down. I'm All right. I'm wondering if you could have like a face-off, but like you had the 100% chance of winning it. Like the ref <laughs> would just throw it back to you. Like so you could blow it down it and again? it's like, all right, face-off in Colorado zone, but the ref, the linesman just kind of throws it back to your D-man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. That'd be funny. I might like be you onto just, something you there. Just, you just <laughs> automatically start with possession at the blue line Hey, or something? I mean, pass it along to brother and he'll pass it along to all the people at Sportsnet. I th- yeah. yeah. I think it's a good idea though. Yeah. For, for instances mean, like it that, sounded crazy, but I mean, that'd be cool. They get possession automatically, and then play starts again. Well, yeah, because it's like it, it's I like in know. football with the injury timeout, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you run out of timeouts, but you got to do that's hurt, and then you just take an injury timeout. And yeah, he lays off there. The clock. He's got to get off the field for one yeah. play, and then he can come back in. Yeah, like maybe that's that's the way you go about it. Is if that happens, then in that, that case, just takes possession. Calvert's off for sure, though. right? So you then get it him, doesn't matter. But yeah. then you get him off the ice right away. Yeah. Like if he's on the ice for like three seconds and doesn't move, yeah, you blow it down. Vancouver gets possession. They just restart it all. Maybe do just, minor hockey style on the power on the pe- freeze? You know, practicing power play where the guys would have to split their sticks <laughs> yeah. over and yeah. Gotta, yeah, yeah, that's what they, they got should the butt do. Butt end of their stick. Yeah, down. they have yeah. to go butt end. Got to do stick. that for thirty seconds. Hundred percent. And then they can flip back around. I think yeah. that's a brilliant idea. All right, we gotta move on. Okay. Most surprising oh, start in the Eastern mm. Conference: Islanders or Canadians? Both are intriguing to me. Where do you stand? I I seem to go with Canadians yeah. only because I know like Trotz's system out in the island is made for defense and their goaltending has been definitely a platoon. But the fact that uh, Montreal can score goals That's weird, really surprises it? me. I know they got a lot of like names, but in years past, they've always looked for that number one center mm-hmm. who maybe they have this year. Uh, but and, I mean, their goaltending, I mean, Price hasn't even been stellar. He's been pretty good, though. Him and Kincaid, like, Kincaid's actually got a lot more starts than I thought early on this season. Yeah. Uh, and, I I mean, Price has been, he's been okay, but he's mm-hmm. not the carry Price that I'm expecting. But I'm very surprised at the Canadian start. Yep. Yep. 
Any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I would say I would go with the Canadians, but the Islanders to have that goaltending tandem that they have. Um, they did it last year, and then to have Leonard go and Varlamov in, that changed. It's half your goaltending tandem. It is, like, to yeah. be able to replicate it again this year, that's incredible. And you see the the horror uh, stories of of it not working in San Jose and in Los Angeles, like have, going. Uh, giving guys 50% of the, the time, it, it can work out great, like in the Islanders' case, or it can be Jones and Dell in oh San Jose. God. Even Chicago with Leonard and Crawford. Like, Crawford started the season. He's been pretty bad, but Leonard's been pretty good. I'm not sure Crawford's where Crawford's been better lately, though. Has he been better lately? Yeah, I don't think he's... I think he's got a, a point in their last... In his last four starts, it's okay. been now. So, I mean, that's like half of the games he's probably so, played in. That's It seems like it's actually a pretty good, decent Working tandem. better-ish. There. Yeah. I mean... Crawford just has the concussion problems, so it's like... If Drew Ann could just be a little bit more consistent, we talked about that earlier with the younger yeah. kids and the Tigers, but, like, man, does he have talent. Yeah, Max I'm, Domi I'm and Gallagher, like, they've got some names. Yeah, yeah, I'm more surprised by Montreal. Yeah, and you look at that division, Tampa Bay's mm-hmm. in six. Yep. Tampa Bay is That's the, crazy. theoretically the sixth best team in that division. But that won't you know. last long. <clears throat> yes, well, but, uh, you, know, you know, Buffalo's been good i think we're gonna get to that a little bit later and florida's been they've turned it on they had a rough start but yeah because what they're in third in the division now yeah montreal's right above them you know that division's just you take out the bottom two in ottawa and detroit and that's that's a really good division yeah the weirdest thing with montreal is just the spreading around of the scoring like you said like that's i don't know how sustainable it is just because they don't really have guys consistently that they can rely on to score like Thomas Tatar is leading your team in points. Tatar! Yeah, fuck, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was Thomas Tatar! You want one more? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, though. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I, I I would say I'm more surprised by the Leafs being trash than yeah. by the by the Cabs being good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got crushed 6-1 by the pen, Pens there on Saturday night. Big oof. Tough one. Yeah, for what's his name? Casimir Kaskisquall. Kaskisuo. Kaskisquall. Who's that? <laughs> That's their new backup That's goalie. Their new backup oh, goalie. Welcome. I they, oh, I, I didn't even know that. No, who would? That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not good. Where did they pull his piece of ass out of uh, the AHL? <laughs> out of the Marlies. I thought yeah. he was a KHL goalie. They said, hey, come on oh. over. Um, okay. Make the trip down best from the Rico. In, best team in Canada right now. Oof. We just talked about the Canucks. They got to be up there. I don't know who the best is. I think Oilers? The, the team that's impressing me the most is the Jets. Really? Which is, yeah, like considering how they have no NHL defenseman on their team outside of Josh Morrissey. <laughs> I guess. And they're like third in their division because Hellebuck has a 927 save percentage. And their offense hasn't even gotten going yet. That's no, the scary haven't. thing. Yeah. Like if their offense were to get going, like it can pile up wins. Even if Hellebuck comes down and crashes a little bit, mm-hmm. like, like Hellebuck's been keeping them in games. Like I, I honestly, outside of Josh Morrissey, I don't know another defenseman on that team. Kulikov, oh, is he there? I don't actually. I don't think he's there. I this don't. Year. I don't think he is either. Uh, who would they get from the Rangers there? Oh, uh, Neil oh, Pionk. Neil Pionk. Yeah, Neil Pionk. So I mean, the, Dustin Bufflin's theoretically on the roster. Sure, he is. Uh, yeah. He's on the roster. Yeah, he's played a lot of games this year. It's been seven minutes. Like I don't know who. I don't know who the best team in in Canada is, but it's the, speculative. Yeah, the team that's impressed me the most has been the Jets. Jets. Okay, sure. Corey. Impressed. Yeah, I guess. I'm, Yes, that was, yeah, I'd go with the Jets too. Um, I didn't even know they were doing that good. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, the the lack of depth on that on that defense is <laughs> is shocking. Um, and that whole Bufflin story is just crazy. 
Uh, he's not getting ironed out anytime soon. Doesn't look like it. He's well, had yeah. surgery, right? And yeah, yeah. it's now almost in the grievance where the PA is arguing that it's a hockey injury right. that it was sustained at the end of last year and that he needs to be paid for it. Right. And the team is arguing that he could have had the surgery summertime. So it's getting messy is what you're oh, saying. Oh, it's super messy. Oh, no. And yeah, like it's just if he comes back before January, like they even have a, a decision made before January. Yeah. Like what does Sheffield Dayoff do with his $7 million cap hit that he can't do anything with? Can't improve yeah. the team any. Yeah. And you can't bring players on board with that money in case Buffalo wants to come back. Then you got to make room for it. Very. Yeah, I don't know what you do. Well, I, <laughs> I don't think Bufflin's going to play another game with the Jets. No. After this whole thing, you, you just a little sour taste. Yeah. Bad news. But I think I think you could get a lot of value for him at the trade deadline. I think mm. who wouldn't want that size coming in for a playoff run? Yeah. Uh, yeah, fresh body too. Yeah. Not uh, withstanding training camp and such. Uh, my pick, just for what it's worth, I like watching the Canucks as much yeah. as I hate to say it as a Flames fan. I'll stay up to watch Petey and Besser and all those young kids up front oh, good. score goals. They are fun, though. And they're, mm-hmm. their goaltending has been very above average with Markstrom and Demko. Yeah, um, another tandem. Another Speaking tandem. Speaking of tandems, yeah. like, that's, that's actually a decent one. That's the way that, even in WHL, we talked about it with Matt Wong. Like, it's, yeah. you got to have some solid work out of your backup if you want to call it a backup, a 1A, 1B situation. Otherwise, you have Casimir Cascasuel. Yeah. Yeah. Giving up six to the Pens. Okay, Trash. let's switch Crazy. over to NBA. Basketball. <laughs> basketball, our favorite sport. Yes, <laughs> my favorite. Well, my fa- I like basketball. Yeah, I do too. I'm winning in fantasy. Yeah, you are. You're doing a great team. Thanks. Hot guys. Hot guys. Uh, Paul George came back from injury this <laughs> week. Scored 37 points in 20 minutes. The first time that anybody has done that make in lack of minutes, which is, yeah, insane. Did you see his like highlight package from that? I night? unfortunately did not. It was just a lot of buckets. Yeah, like uh, that's over about all it was. And over again, and they it doesn't look like they're playing George and Leonard till really. may, maybe middle of this week, end of under this week. Yeah. So we won't be able to see that show. But the Clippers are looking good early on. I like. Was they your pick? I don't remember. I think they were. Yeah, them and, and, them the, and Sixers. the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, you want to tell Corey? Corey, did you listen to this podcast? You might. You might need to make a pick for the NBA Finals. We all got picks. Well, I got the Jazz. Yeah, do I have the Jazz? You do have the Jazz. I put money on the Jazz. And I have the Jazz and the Raptors. Jazz and Raptors in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> jazz Raptors? I went Jazz Raptors, if yeah. If you want to make a uh, mid... Well, that's we we can give you a week. I'm going to do some research. Okay, okay we'll give you I'm a week. Come back you stronger. come back to okay, it. Okay, sounds good. You come back to it next week. Um, put it out there. Golden State Warriors down another all-star. Jeez. Oh, D'Angelo Russell out two weeks. Was minimum. he really fitting in there? He's been going like, off without Curry and and Thompson yeah. and I mean Green he had there. to I guess yeah I think that's an open open lane for Just him you know shooting with, with the lights those, out yeah, yeah it's it's basically his team with with them injured it was yeah, it was so, it was his team yeah yeah so you just talk about i mean all the no names they've been playing with just add another one to that list they're going for number 1 pick we talked about it last week yeah. in terms of it's going to be like a uh what's his name oh my god david robinson no robinson of the Spurs Lamello situation. Ball? 
No. <laughs> Never mind. Jarvis Landry? Spurs situation where they drafted Tim yeah. Duncan after David right. Robinson got injured. That's who it was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hornets, you see these back-to-back game winners? Yeah, Devonta Graham, my Your boy. boy Graham. <laughs> my boy, yeah. part of the hot guys. Yeah, my hot guys. Uh, back-to-back game winners for the Hornets. Yeah. They're hanging tight in the uh, you know lower half of the Eastern Conference. They kind of remind me of like the Brooklyn Nets of last year. Yeah. Like yeah. a team that'll just be very annoying to play very against. Very hard to play against. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a great uh, comparison. I like that a lot. Carmelo Anthony joins the Portland Trailblazers fill that small forward maybe fills that full small forward you wrote down position. in the notes think it can work <laughs> no <laughs> why because it never has because he doesn't play defense alongside his double uh, guard teammates yeah. in Lillard and McCollum and can't play defense probably not but it'll be fun to watch sure though, right he might He's put up a couple baskets yeah. he might put up some they need another is he still in like and I don't want to sound rude is yeah. he still in game shape yeah actually is he really remember hoodie mellow from last summer Oh yeah. <laughs> now I don't know about this past summer, but it's true. I forgot last about that. year when yeah. he was kind of trying out to make a team, hoodie mellow. Was hoodie mellow was all the third age. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Andrew Wiggins, Canadian boy. We kind of shitted on him about not showing up for Canada basketball yeah. over the summertime. He deserved it. He's been playing baller. Maybe Good this is him. what he sat out of Canada for was to play lights out for the Timberwolves. He's averaging like twenty eight five and five. Uh, actually putting up more than just points. Yeah. And the, the Timberwolves, are, Timberwolves are good alongside him and, and Carl Anthony Towns. Because so. when he came out, it was like, he's a really good defender. No. <laughs> I know, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I thought uh, you were being serious. No, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the problem is he just he's still not that great of a defender. No. like I'm, So he needs to have this hot start to make him more valuable because it's like, I mean, the Minnesota's just wild to me. Yeah, no, they're a very under, interesting I, group. I don't understand them very much. Yeah. Just because it's like you see, like, Carl Anthony Towns, and then you see Wiggins, and then you see everyone else. You're just like, what's happening here? And hello. Oh. And uh, I just don't. <laughs> Which computer was that? I don't know. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, that was Corey. Corey put up the head. That was Corey's computer. Got an update ready. Oh, you have updates? You want to make update? <laughs> you want to do it? You, you want to wait stay? On that. Um, uh, but no, I don't know. Like, is, is it sustainable? Probably not. But like, it's got to be close to that. No, like close to what he's at right now for a full season. I think he's yeah. No, he like scoring wise, he's above his average, and obviously with rebounding and assists, it's way above his career average. I just like don't also I, come down a bit, but a little bit. But I also think that maybe he's turning a corner, and maybe he's yeah. actually adding more to his game, like most NBA stars do. Yeah, like they he add a little more defense. each and every season. Yeah, yeah. Like he already has a strong. Oh, base. like he's just. James Harden out there. <laughs> we talk about another defensive player. James Harden's your man. Yeah. yeah. Not really. No. Sorry, defensive Kevin. player of the year. Celtics also have won 10 straight. They are probably well, the hottest team. today. That's true. They lost to Sacramento. 199. Very close game. They almost didn't. They almost won. They were uh, an inch away and then they from lost. hitting that buzzer beater. And then they did not. And then, do you see their faces, though? Oh. <gasps> The bench faces. I yes. love bench faces. Yeah, <laughs> bench faces the best. That's all I watch basketball for. That's bench so, faces. So if Melo can be good on the bench, <laughs> making good faces, <laughs> you're then, all in. Then it's gonna work. If he can have a good bench face, that's yeah. what matters. That's fair. So they lose Hayward, and it's almost like everything gets, you know, 
laid out minutes wise for all their forwards. Yeah, finally and everyone's Tatum happy again, right? And Walker, and they can play. Jalen Brown's been balling out. Like they actually have a role now for everybody up front in that crowded front. That court. seems, or that's what it seems like every year with the Celtics is that they just don't have enough minutes. And then one guy goes down, and it's then like, they're okay. Hey, okay we, we can play can now. Have, we all have time. We don't, we don't have Kyrie's baggage. Yeah, exactly. That can go to hell. Hundred percent. And uh, things are fun there. Phoenix Suns also. I mean, we talked about surprising teams in the NHL. Yeah, they got to be the most surprising team in the NBA. Yeah. Seven and four record. They're still fifth in the West. Uh, Aaron Baines, they, Corey. I'm not sure. They they've been total garbage, like since Steve yeah, Nash no, I, days. I even I even know that. You one. know that. They, they, there you go. They've been most, rough. It's been fun to watch Devin Booker though over the yes, past couple right? years, and yes. then even this year now he's got a team with them. It's and they like, don't even have eight now for another like twenty plus games. So yeah, that's the thing. Like bring back another big man and get you twenty points, ten rebounds. Another wrinkle to that offense. And then Baines, if he can still be effective, when their defense when has been top back. ten. Yep. Like they're actually playing both sides of the ball really well. So they'll probably finish eleventh in the conference. <laughs> like probably. Slight there you increase. go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, NFL time. Okay, <laughs> on the gridiron. Not a, where's a drink? No, we don't. Have Everybody drink. have a drink. Um, Every time Colby says something silly, you got to take a drink. Yeah, fun fact. He <laughs> well, doesn't well, have a drink. That's no, okay. that's okay. Uh, the Broncos. I was watching this game pretty close this morning. Why? The <laughs> <laughs> fucking why? It was on red zone. I don't know. Oh man. Um, they blew a <laughs> terrible lead, twenty points yeah. to the Vikings today. Uh, the Vikings. I found the stat: the first team in five years to overcome a twenty-point halftime deficit. So. Uh, pretty big stuff. Apparently, the Broncos have blown like four fourth-quarter leads this season. They actually played well enough to win. Yeah. But uh, then they, just, didn't. they just didn't. No. So that's a tough one. So Broncos management are going to go into the meetings in the offseason trying to get it down to three quarters? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? That's if what we, we're thinking. If we play three-quarter games, <laughs> think we got a shot. Also, the quarters are being changed to thirds. Yes. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll call them three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> What's, where's the fourth one? <laughs> Third, You'll, never <laughs> You'll never know. You'll never know. Hey, we're a playoff team. It's because of the altitude. Maybe they Maybe. found their quarterback, though. Uh, yeah? A, a white quarterback. Yeah? In, uh, I think it's Brandon Allen. I don't even know what his name is. Brandon Allen. Sounds pretty generic, though, right? Mm, sounds like someone that you just start with on create a player. That's right. <laughs> the default mode. Brandon Allen. That's Brandon Allen and Joe NHL. Yeah, <laughs> Joe NHL. My favorite player. Um, Joe NHL. <laughs> Ravens, best team in football at the moment? Probably what? right now, yeah. Damn, they looked impressive today as well. Well, the Texans just look bad. Like, like Deshaun but Watson looked bad. Up to this point, though, they were playing lights out, too. Yeah, but then Deshaun Watson today looked bad. And yeah. part of that is the Ravens made him look bad. Right. But part of it was also that Deshaun Watson just looked really bad. Did That's you, good. Did you see the Ravens player um, hyping up Lamar before the <laughs> yeah. press conference? <laughs> yeah. That was fun. No, I didn't see that. Huh? You didn't see? <laughs> no. Okay, you have to go watch it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You have to go watch it after. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Shoot, it'll come to me later. Okay, um, look on the social medias. Yes, go find. Uh, Thursday night, there was kind of an incident. Kind of. A little bit of... Uh, Mason Rudolph got his head caved in. <laughs> All the memes on Friday of his head <laughs> slanted in. <laughs> literally... I died. Dented. Yeah. Um, people were like, this guy's got to be charged for like six months in prison. Can I put something out there? Sure. No. If you play in any sport where someone rips your helmet off... 
run the hell away. Don't run after them. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. you probably aren't going to like the result. That's a good point. Like, you know what? For as bad as it was that Miles Garrett hit him in the head with a helmet, it's also really stupid for Miles or for uh, for Mason Rudolph to run at Miles Garrett and be like, hey, give me my helmet back. And then he just got whacked in the head. <laughs> okay, but does anybody actually think he's going to do that? I don't know. What do you what, think was going on in Rudolph's head? What do you do when head? you grab someone's helmet? You expect them to throw it in the crowd? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, that, like what's, yeah. The, what's the worst do thing? you give it to a ref? What's the best thing you were expecting when the dude ripped your helmet off and you were going to run at him? I mean, there's been incidents in the past <laughs> like, where helmets have been ripped off, though, and that's never happened. But what's the best scenario? Actually, that's not true. In the CFL this year, wasn't it Vernon Adams of the Alouettes used a helmet on somebody that's and awesome. got two game suspension? Only two games in Canadian. Well, only two. And in the U.S., you're done for... All this year, well, yeah, he got suspended for. The I mean, you this can't crack playoffs. people in the head with their own helmet. I took my skate off one time and tried to stab a guy. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> R- real talk? No, oh. that's just a happy Gilmore quote. He doesn't watch movies. He has <laughs> okay. no idea. I thought <laughs> Colby's never seen any. He's still no, I watch- have seen Happy what Gilmore. Are you, what are you still watching? What's your favorite movie? I what? Fuck! Oh, you, you reference some. <laughs> <laughs> No, this whole thing. Favorite movie? No, RV. This whole thing started because people were asking me what my favorite Robin Williams movie was. (laughs) I'm telling Corey now. Uh oh. And I said RV. And then it became a whole movie list that I've had to watch and make uh, recommendations on. So we'll talk about it later. There's some good ones there. RV. That is so good. Has any Uh, of you seen RV? Yeah, I haven't seen (laughs) RV. (laughs) Oh boy. It's a good one. All right. Um, Family goes in an RV. Where are we doing? <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> Find out There's on RV. There's some fun and frivolity. What happens next? You yeah. get a helmet to the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. In any case, yeah, that's not good. Miles Garrett, uh, not not good thing, right? No. Okay, let's He's kind of like uh, Vontez Perfect. Doesn't need to be in the league right now. That's Whoa. Whoa. What? That's a bit much. No, he doesn't. You can't do that. Vontez Perfect is an absolute animal. <laughs> I feel like if Vontez Perfect had the ability to just murder somebody on the field and get away with it, he might take That's it. That's a good point, I guess. I don't Miles know. Garrett just plays through a whistle and just needs to be pulled back a little bit. Yeah. Like, he, he just lost his mind. That was literally it. Yeah. So, sorry, I want to ask you guys, what do you think? So, he's been suspended for the rest of the yeah. season. Do you think it goes further? What do you guys think is going to be the... They're going to be fines. I'd say the end of the season's enough. They'll probably get tagged with a fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to have to, I don't know what the procedure is, but he might have to uh, reapply for reinstation. Instatement. That's what I meant to say. Yep. Um, With the NFL. So, yeah, there might be uh, more of a process to it, but I I think I do expect to uh, have him back on the field next year. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's like, it's just so Cleveland. That you win a game and then lose the best player on your defense. That's right. Like, that is just the most Cleveland thing to do. That team is just... Oh, trash. Just a nightmare. I don't even know why we got hyped up about them to start the season. Atlanta defense, the last two weeks have been stellar. Yep. 12 points given up in the last two games, which is pretty nice. And Kyle Allen, talking about a uh, <laughs> an awful quarterback. Yeah. We, fa- we found Holy a winner. Holy shit. <laughs> He's not good. Um, I think it's something in the tune of four picks today. Yeah. Just bad. Uh, for those of you who picked him up as a streaming quarterback, mm. yours truly... Uh, you did? Absolutely. Oh, no. Dude. Everyone was like, plus matchup against Atlanta. This defense can't do it two weeks in a row. Yeah. Do you hear the story, though, about the coaches with Atlanta? So, legit, the wide receiver coach becomes the defensive back coach, which is kind of similar because they both face off yeah. against each other. And they switched another coach to, like, D-line. Nice. And since these changes, 
they've now ripped off this defense, which is right. crazy good. Crazy. That's not a bad idea. It's like, hey, you have Julio it. Jones and Calvin Ridley, and they're really good. Can you just coach us <laughs> on how to stop them? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we can do this. That's a good idea, actually. We uh, need to see more of that. Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys talk. Uh, Zeke Elliott did not go nuts, but Prescott did. Quarterback who is expected to make his money yep. in the offseason. What do you got? He had 440 yard, 44 yards passing and three touchdowns. Good day. Not a bad day. Should have uh, had four touchdowns. That was a very close game between the Lions. Uh, Lions have they're tough. Like that division is super tough. They're in. Yep. They're hanging tight. I mean, unfortunately, that was a loss, but Too they're bad. a very good team. And Jameis Winston, another quarterback. Trash. He had a shit game. He has these great games, but he also has shit games. And today was one of those shit games. Another four picks, a pick six, two sacks against, and they lost big time. That thirty-four seventeen should have been a lot. Uh, you know, spread out, I yeah. should say. Because the Godwin touchdown at the end of the game, right. that was kind of a garbage time touchdown. So, wasn't very close. So, they didn't eat a W today? No. Shoot. Did not. I was hoping they'd eat a W. They did not eat a W. <laughs> Ate an L. <laughs> That's a good reference. I, I kind of forgot about that reference. That was did not eat I will never w. forget about that. <laughs> if I ever the need greatest to get, hype video of three game hype video yeah, of all time. Be. If I ever need to get pumped for something, like I just you start pulling out. Put that I don't know on repeat. How, his fingers are just like crazy <laughs> long. I don't know how to do it. He did that. Try it. I, I just it did in studio. Well. <laughs> yeah, well, you can do it. Yeah, you do it very well. Uh, and Sam Darnold! Finally, Sam Darnold, another quarterback. He had four touchdown passes, so the opposite, if you yeah. keep track at home. Did you watch that game closely, too, uh, since you're watching the Broncos and Vikings? Well, what? They're going back and forth on red zone. It was a close oh. game. What are you expecting to do? That know. one they did not show as often, I should say. <laughs> the Jets game? No. They, they didn't? They, wow. They were pr- up pretty big. Shocking. Uh, any other highlights? I mean, I, in the late window, Patriots beat the Eagles, which is a pretty big game. Yeah, they were that down, what, 17, was it? The, the Patriots? Patriots? They were, were down early. They had a lot of field goals, and then I guess Edelman had a touchdown pass. Edelman had a touchdown pass. Yeah, not Brady. Edelman threw the game-winning touchdown pass to Philip Dorsett. I could have so. swore that they were trailing Ooh. early in that game. Yeah. They but out-phillied the Philly. They out they did out-philly to Philly. Yeah, they were down 10 nothing, And then okay. 17 to 10 so yeah, good game there. And tonight's yeah. uh, Sunday nighter is actually really important with the Rams and the Bears, uh, both teams that need wins. Yeah, big. Robert time. Woods was ruled out for the Rams just prior to game time, so that's a big loss there for the Rams, who are already without Brandon Cooks with a concussion. So that's your NFL roundup. Nice, good job, Cole. We got like three and a half minutes before we hit the hour mark. Okay, Oof. well let's power through. Okay, MLB time. The Astros are pieces of shit. This whole sign. Does anyone disagree? Sign stealing thing. <laughs> That's me saying. Oh, yes. change up. Yeah, trash. For those who didn't see, there's a camera in center field in Minute Maid, and it would go right to the catcher. And when the catcher would put down off speed, uh, what was the sound? Yeah, that's the sound that would come from the dugout, and then the hitter would know what's coming. And of all people, Danny Farquhar was the one who picked up on it, allegedly, because he was uh, cited in, in one of the articles. Who's saying, Danny Farquhar? He's a, he was a pitcher for the White Sox. Sounds like the he's, he's Mike Lord Farquhar yeah, on Shrek. Lord Farquhar. Yeah, this is Danny Farquhar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was a pitcher for the White Sox, and they have a video of the him White actually figure, or like figuring out himself in 2017. Okay. Uh, 2017? Wow. Yeah, that, this is when it happened, That's a right? long time ago. Yeah, so after yeah. the Mike Fires story comes out, okay. Danny Farquhar is like, yeah, yo, this happened to me. Like, I can tell you exactly who it was. So it's him against Evan Gaddis. Okay. And 
it actually it goes the exact same way. Like every time he throws down a changeup, eventually Farquhar picks up on it because Gaddis keeps fouling pitches off. And so they change up the signs and they go with the sequence. He throws a changeup. Ben didn't know it was coming. Gaddis strikes out. Farquhar does a nice little stare into the dugout and they move on. And so it's like, I, I, I think people within MLB have known for a while that Houston's been kind of shifty. Um, so this isn't exactly surprising that it's coming out now because there was also last year where they were in uh, in Boston for game one of the ALCS. And one of their fans got kicked out of center field for having a camera. Oh, right. And that was from a tip from the Cleveland Indians uh, after their ALDS together. So so Indians told Red Sox Indians to said, watch for this? Yeah, the Indians were like, hey, yo, Boston, look out. And then Boston looked out. Wow. Yeah. And then there was more I read about how the Astros were getting, like, ma- like ownership and management was getting their scouts to go and do this mm-hmm. and yeah, you can read all about it there's articles it's all written in the athletics so. I know that the yeah the management was sending emails mm-hmm. to I get was it to scouts, scouts saying yeah. to do that stuff so yeah. crazy and the yeah. whole Osuna thing in the playoffs like that oh boy yeah. that franchise if oh, they're just a mess even though they win a lot of games yeah well they yeah sucked for so long and none of this stuff like really mattered because they suck so much and now that they're kind of good they're I not, even they're saw not a theory good. that they're they good. were like doing it again this year. I saw a theory with them against the uh, the Yankees and the ALCS, where James Paxton is on the bump and he's getting roughed up, and the camera angle f- for James Paxton shows his hand in his glove. If you like, zoom in on it. And then they pull out Paxton. In comes Chad Green. You can't see Chad Green's hand, and then all of a sudden they had a hard time. So there's that theory out there, or it's just coincidence. Maybe Paxton was just pitching shitty so do you you're talking about the glove needs to be like like the way he was holding his glove yeah or just like face it up so that it's at your chest and not pointing back to center field I don't know I mean I do result uh, you know go to Lance for all my baseball information because McCoy Colts oh yeah chat TV sports (laughs) star of the week yeah so yeah you would know more than I so no I just I don't know if that's an, an actual thing or not but I mean, the Astros are also at the same token really good at picking up on pitchers tipping. They're really yeah. good at noticing that. But, but that's a, that's a different thing. Like yeah. I am all for that. If sure. you if you're a second base runner and you can see into um, the catcher's signals and you can pick that stuff up and relay that, that's yeah. all natural. That's happening in the game. Yeah. That's fine. Once you start using technology, um, cheaters. That's it's just outright cheating. Cheaters. Yeah. Garbage. I hate them. Uh, Trey Turner had surgery on his finger That's after good. the World Series. That's good. The same one that was messed up in April. Yeah. Did you see the post game <laughs> he did with like I think it was one Fox Sports, but he showed his hand, cl- uh, you know, clenched. Yeah. And then he showed his other one, and it was his index finger that could only go like that much. Yeah. For, and he played for those from who can't the end see, of May. Colby's showing a finger that doesn't close all the way. It's, in. it's like it's hinged about like three inches. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, and he played the whole season and put up actually some pretty good numbers. His trade once he came back, really good. Yeah, so imagine uh, he could have had an even stellar year. Yeah, yeah, had that not happened. But that's baseball. Very fast. Did I read this next one right? Yes. Yeah. Mark Trumbo wants to pitch and hit. That's what I saw. Yeah, because he was drafted as a pitcher. Was he? I remember yeah. that. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. When so the, the guy who hit, him, him was a pitcher. The guy who hit 56 bombs yeah. in 2017. Yep. Wants, like that. He wants to throw a heater in the high 80s, <laughs> low 90s. Hey, if Zach Greinke can do it, he thinks he can uh, too. So. Or, or is he the next Otani? No. 
Is there another Japanese kind of phenom coming on board this year as well? I've read something like probably uh, maybe he's a slugger. I don't think he's a pitcher, but I know, I'm kind of over the, it now. I seen the Blue Jays were going after a Japanese guy, so yeah, I don't know. It's just like when that Yusel Kikuchi came over to play in Seattle and everyone was making a big deal out of him, and his ERA was like 13. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm over it now. Yeah, but uh, Trumbo, d- don't do that. Who was the? I'm trying to think who the last guy to do that. I remember Rick Rick Ankeel did the opposite. He started pitching, yep. and then he went up to center field, and he was actually that's, right there. Yeah, the, like Otani can do it. Um. Oh, I guess yeah, him. But no, the the, the switch. Um, I was thinking Anthony Ghost. You remember him? Yeah. Blue J- yeah. Was he, he a pitcher? He, he tried to pitch in the minors for Did a little bit. Did he really? Bit. Yeah. Oh Anthony wow. Ghost. Anthony Ghost. He's just really fast. Yeah. That yeah. was like his after, calling card was being able to bunt. Post Vernon Wells days, that's all that was in center field for the Blue Jays. Was <laughs> for a long can he hit? Alarm. Nah. Can he hit with power? Nah. Can he throw? Nah. Yeah. Can he field? Nah. Yeah, he's fast. Okay. <laughs> Get out there, Anthony. All right, center field. And let's uh, re- someone. We'll recap the award winners for this past sure. year. Uh, Trout, three-time AL MVP. Any questions about that one? No. Probably not. He was stellar this year. Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. And I like that. I, I do like that. You know, with the NBA, there's the whole, well, like for the past two decades, it's been like, well, LeBron deserves it every year and he, he doesn't get it every yeah. year, right? Can I make that argument? I don't know. I don't know much about basketball. Like he's been the best player in the league for so long, and he yeah. doesn't always get the MVP. I think. Yeah. I like that baseball. That Mike he's Trout, the he's best player. He's just he, he's always up there in batting average, home runs, RBIs. He's, you know, the Angels aren't giving him anything, and they're still a, a relevant team. They're not. They haven't had much postseason success success over the past couple of years, but have they even made the playoffs no, in the last little much. bit? No, not really. At all. No, that's the problem. It's like he signed. They need his- Mark Trumbull to pitch. They that's do. what they need. They do. He yeah, signed his back. massive deal, knowing, like, he's not. He just likes it. There, he's dude. not made for New York. He's not made for Boston. Although, like those he's teams just are made better. to be the best player baseball's ever seen mm-hmm. in LA in a quiet that's- market. In yeah. Anaheim. And everyone thinks he's supposed to be with the Dodgers. And they're like, oh, you played in Los Angeles? No way. He's like, no, I played for the Angels. It's like, <laughs> actually, do you think Disney's just down the road. Do you think he's like, not content isn't the right word, but he, like, I haven't heard any stories about how Trout's like overly pissed off that no. they're not making, like, obviously you'd no. be upset that they're making the playoffs, but it's not like we need to be better. We need, you know, like, obviously there's probably things here and there, but he's it hasn't been an guy. overwhelming yeah. thing. Yeah. He's just a team first guy. Just. Happy to be at Disneyland every other day. That's where he spends his off days, I'm sure. We talked about the Dodgers. They got their own MVP. Yeah. Corey Bellinger. Cody. Cody. Yep. I, think, I was thinking Corey Seager. I got I excited there. I thought it was me. Oh. Corey! I could win an no. MVP. Uh, Cody Probably. Bellinger. I mean, outside of Yelich was kind of his closest competitor, but when Yelich went down, we talked about it. It was kind of his to lose. Bellinger had an amazing season. And the Dodgers, outside of their postseason failures, uh, great team overall. Could have also had Rendon. Rendon probably got some votes, but he did. Yeah. Do you see that Pilar got one first place vote? Huh? Out in San Francisco. Why? Don't know. For the MVP? Yeah. <laughs> no Pilar. way, That's really? Fiction. One rogue vote. No yeah. way. And it up MVP votes. That is awesome. That didn't happen. So, that I happened. Mean, Pilar was terrific. He didn't receive a first place. He received a tenth place. Oh, I'm sorry. Giants uh, outfielder uh, Kevin Pillar received a 10th place MVP vote and people have opinions. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the story. I guess I saw I didn't oh, see that world. extra zero in there on 10th. I, I mean, it was still, first. the fact that he even made a top 10, that's hilarious. Yeah. Man. 
I'd That's argue. amazing. Good for him. I That's like Freddie Van Fleet went in or getting one NBA MVP or Finals MVP vote when it was all Kawhi, and then Fred Van Vliet got one from Hubie Brown. Right. That was the infamous story. So. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like that, right? But whatever. No, I don't think so. Uh, Verlander wins the AL Cy Young. Yep. Great choice there. Yep. Other him or Cole. The mm-hmm. next I didn't think that DeGrom had a great season, but then I look into his stats, and he had a stellar season for the Mets. Another second straight Cy Young, like... Ridiculous. I mean, Scherzer had a fantastic season, and uh, was it Ryu for the Dodgers as well? Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So sorry, was, I'm just looking up Kevin Pillar here. Okay, yeah, sorry. You're in shock. Uh, yeah, Kevin Pillar finished the season with a 259 average. Yep. A 287 Hit. on base. Hit. And a 432 slugging percentage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he hit 21 bombs in San Fran. Yeah, he was good. I had him on my fantasy team. He was good. Yeah. Okay. Tenth place, good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was, he was a depth fielder. Okay. <laughs> now back to uh, Degrom. He, Sorry, I think, yeah. I think he really, uh, he really carried the Mets, uh, especially for the first half of the season. When they, then when they kind of figured it out, when they got Stroman, when that pitching staff figured it out, um, he got a lot more help. But he made him, or he kept him at least a little bit relevant to make that last playoff push. That's a good point. Um, yeah, Degrom's probably. I was going to say the best, but like one of like in the NL. There's like there's nasty. so he's, many good pitchers. Good. Him, Bueller, and Scherzer. Strasburg hasn't been that consistent. Kershaw? Like, uh, Kershaw's <laughs> oh. falling. Yeah, he's, Kershaw he's, is falling. Kershaw's like, uh, Bueller's probably the number one in LA now instead of oh, Kershaw. Yeah, but. Kershaw's struggling in the playoffs. What about Ryu? Hyunjin Ryu. Yeah. No. And Bueller. He's going to have a four. Point two ERA next year. <laughs> very well good. For that, right? <laughs> very well good. All right, boys. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? No, that's a lot. Corey, you did great today. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. No, we're uh, very the, glad to welcome welcome you aboard. It was a lot of fun. We'll see what Lots happens. Lots of fun. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com/slash on, on the board podcast. You always mess me up when I do that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, on Twitter at on the board pod. <laughs> and uh, we're we're looking into getting our special tigers member in yeah. for the interview hopefully this week by the way we missed uh, the what? Pirates hiring Ben Sherrington yeah I put as, that in as there. GM which is a problem only because Ben Sherrington was a part of the Red Sox when they built their dynasty uh, and built their amazing team that they had now so, so Starling Marte for MVP next year is probably, what you're probably. Yeah. there you go that's what I would do or Kevin Pillar <laughs> For Lance Dahl, Corey Pekoskis, <laughs> Colby McKee, signing off. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to On the Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes. Yes.